everybody. Welcome to Grubcast. Uh, before we get started today, we're going to shout out to our friend Ryan and his team at Maple Block Meat Co. in Culver City, California. Their address is 3973 Sepulveda Boulevard, and their phone number is 310-313-6328. If you are a barbecue lover like we are, you better get in the car right now. Everybody, welcome to Grubcast. Uh, you know, today, uh, I think we're going to talk about the uh, barbecue update. Uh, a, a little bit ago, uh, I, I said sometime about a month and a half ago, we started pursuing the quest for great barbecue. And since it's been kind of, you know, the COVID's put a little kibosh on it. It's starting to open up, granted. But uh, for a while, it put the kibosh on it. And, um, and then traveling. Okay, so I put my feelers out. I wanted to reach out to Tootsie Marinettes uh, from Snow's Barbecue in Lexington, Texas, and see if I could, you know, weasel my way into uh, uh, being a lackey for the day, uh, just running around doing whatever Tootsie said, you know, uh, learning, you know, in the process. Or I tried to reach out to Rodney Scott in uh, South Carolina for uh, some barbecue knowledge, and I'm, I was going to make the trip, you know, my dime and go down there and. You know, just learn, you know, uh, trade like I'm going to go and just do whatever. And then you help me learn. But, you know, so I tried a few things, uh, didn't work out quite as well as I had planned. So uh, that was going to be a part of, you know, the trips and tripping out with Jack, going down to these places and picking up some knowledge, seeing the sites, uh, you know, just learning about barbecue. Well, uh, there has been some developments. Uh, we hit some barbecue spots as we hit before uh, on, on part one. Uh, went out with a Delbert, hit uh, Maple Block and a couple of the spots in L.A. Um, shout out to Ryan and his team at the uh, Maple Block in Culver City, California. Um, what else? On the second show, we did the results, and that was like, okay, after going out these four spots, Delbert and I went out and you know tried these places, came back with the results and said, oh, these, this is the one. Maple Block was the one. Uh, for certain things. And then there was another spot. I don't remember what his name is. Um, and so now, so then after that, we were, I was going to go out to travel out to these places and meet with these chefs, uh, be there, be there in their boy Friday running around doing whatever. And, um, and then come back, you know, and, and take the knowledge I learned and impart it and do it here. Well, didn't quite work out as quite as planned. I did get some response, but the response was, sorry, we're, we, we don't do that. So <laughs> I was like, okay, I could let it get me down, right? I could just be like, yeah, you know, this sucks, whatever, whatever. But you know, no, that doesn't, it's not stopped me at all. In fact, uh, in the process, I picked up a Traeger smoker, uh, found one on Craigslist. It was a pretty decent deal. I brought it back to the house. I tried a few things. I'm not in love with certain woods. The only, really, the only real wood I like, uh, hardwood-wise, is the oak. Everything else just seems to be, um, I don't know. It imparts a flavor that I don't like. Uh, hickory, too too hickory, too much flavor. Uh, the apple wood's okay, but it's a little too much flavor. I just really like oak. I think oak is the most simple thing you can do. Um, but again, too, the uh, the Traeger, for me, uh, if you put it on high, let that thing you know really impart that smoke and you get a nice smoke ring, you really have to either go... Uh, go big or go home. You can't really be in the middle as I've cooked with the, with the Traeger. Uh, if you let it go deep into the paint and that, and that bark is really dark and that kind of has an essence of it. It renders the meat, renders the fat and you get that uh, smoke ring, you get that bark, you get that flavor of the meat, tender, juicy. Yeah, that's good. But I think when you do the middle range where you don't let it quite get dark enough and it kind of, it, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's not one thing or the other. It's kind of middle ground. I don't like middle ground. I either like, uh, you know, nice sear with a gentle flavor of the meat, of the smoke or something heavy duty, which is a completely different animal. Um, 
So the Traeger is good for certain things. Not in love with the whole concept, but it, the, the the machine itself is great. Uh, the, the Traeger machine is really simple, real easy. You just got to make sure your smoker's clean. And then you put your pellets in, the, your, well, your pellets of choice. I've chosen oak. I love oak for just you know, many reasons. Clean, clean flavor. Actually, I think it works well with any meat. Any kind of meat, the oak just kind of adds to it. Uh, what else has happened? Uh, in the process, I got I scored a sweet deal on a Sea Island Forge uh, grill. They're basically what they call a, a fire kettle, and uh, they are it's it's like what we call in California we call it a fire pit. You know, something you buy in, you get down at the Home Depot or something, a couple hundred bucks, and they got that little that bowl with like a grill sometimes, and you you know, burn some logs in it. Yeah, they're usually very inexpensive. Well, this one, Sea Island Forge, is a 30-gallon cast iron bowl, which is probably an inch thick cast iron. And it comes on this really, really ridiculously braided steel stand. And uh, they're several thousand dollars. But I, <laughs> on Craigslist, again, I scored a very, very sweet deal on one. And it is, it was, it's really, it's really an amazing thing. It comes with a stainless steel grill with a dome. And yeah, it was just, a, it was a fantastic addition. Otherwise, I really couldn't afford it. It was just so, so pricey, but uh, so nice and uh, love to have it. Um, so that that's the Traeger and the Sea Island Forge have come into my my uh, you know orbit of the the smoke, and I'm gonna take. I've been reading the the Rodney Scott book. I, I bought it on uh, iTunes and uh, on iTunes rather, but you know on Apple. I, I downloaded the book onto my uh, computer. Been reading through it. Uh, pretty much a, a kind of a. Uh, a reinforcement of what I learned in the, uh, what is it called? Uh, Chef's Table Barbecue Show where Rodney Scott was featured. And it's kind of a reinforcement of that. A little more details on the uh, South Carolina uh, vinegar uh, mop that I'm going to be using. Uh, kind of what the, what the, um, what the, what is it called? The, um, sorry, what is that called? When you uh, put the, the rub. Yeah, so there's uh, more specifics on the rub, uh, kind of the the, t- the temperature it's supposed to be at, the, the how I'm going to build my cinder block smoker. Uh, there's going to be a ketchup sauce, a mustard sauce. We're going to do uh, collard greens. We're going to do beans. We're going to do cornbread. We're going to do all, all the, the sides, the potato salad, all the fixings are going to be there, as well as doing the Rodney Scott pig, which I will. I am right now in the midst of building the uh, cinder block smoker uh, that is going to be used for in, you know smoking the entire pig which is going to be in may and uh i'm gonna probably have some i've had some people invite themselves coming over to my place say hey you know what uh got all that pulled pork i want to be there <laughs> so it's not I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep it small it was it was started to get out of hand for a minute uh, uh people were it was getting too much attention and then i had a guy a friend of mine who is a great a hawaiian singer he was going to come but he didn't you know he kind of canceled he had another thing to do but uh he was going to show up and uh, that would have made it a whole different thing. It would have turned into kind of kind of an extravaganza, you know. So I wasn't, you know, I, I, I start well, something I could have done on a Tuesday is it would have turned into like a an event, which means you know uh, porta potties and tents and chairs and no, I don't want to do that. So, but uh, but it will be fun. It will be fun. I'm just basically going to take the Rodney Scott uh, South Carolina whole pig barbecue method, and I'm going to execute it here at home. You know, I'm like, uh, locally, there's a, uh, a friend of mine turned me on to this uh, guy that does whole pigs. He, you know, he fabricates them and whatever. And he's right here, a farmer in town. And he's got a bunch of them. And you call him up and say, hey, I want a couple hundred pounds. And he'll drop it off. Um, great. So I'm going to do that. Get the pig. I'm going to prep it just like Rodney Scott. 
I'm going to set up that cinder block smoker. I'm going to uh, get some rebar to, to enforce the hold the grill in place, which is going to be nothing more than hog wire, a couple sheets of hog wire that are going to encase the, the animal. And then you're going to put the uh, rub on there and then turn it at a certain point and start mopping it with the uh, South Carolina vinegar mop. And then uh, just you know, have all the sides in preparation. You know, the all the, the stuff that we're going to eat with, it's going to be uh, moving along at the same time. But it is going to be a long process. It's going to probably be about 12 hours, uh, give or take. It'll be a long day. But it should be fun. Uh, at the end of the thing, we should have, you know, 200 or so pounds of, uh, you know, whole pig pulled pork, which is kind of amazing. As a matter of fact, uh, we've learned quite a bit. Just last night... Um, you know, or not the last night, the night before last, we were doing, uh, you know, pizzas, homemade pizzas, started out with Bobley's and then got some, uh, ended up going to the store, right? I was going to make my own little, you know, uh, tomato sauce that I learned on the uh, Anthony Bourdain show. What was it called? The Techniques episode of No Reservations from a few years ago. <clears throat> and there was a, a chef by the name of Scott Kennett, Connett. And he uh, made a fresh tomato sauce that was used for various things. But I uh, didn't have time. So what we did is we just bought the uh, simple $1.99 ragu sauce from the market. And we took the boblies that we had in the from the Costco. And we just rubbed them down with that uh, ragu sauce. Got some of the grated mozzarella. Uh, added a bunch of toppings. Uh, the wife did. She wanted... Um, she wanted a barbecue chicken pizza. We happened to have some leftover roasted chickens. Uh, shout out to, um, what is it? What is his name? God, was it? He made the, He was on the. He was on the technique show too. Um, God, I, I such a fantastic. Know any of their names? Yeah. Oh, God, he's famous. Uh, oh, my brain is not working right now. Hmm. Oh, we're gonna come be, come to me in a minute. But uh, I roasted his chicken. On the same technique show, and uh, Thomas Keller. It's the Thomas Keller. Uh, what do they call it? The uh, it's the it's the the family meal. The simple simple four ingredients. The best roasted chicken you can get, patted dry, uh, salt the cavity, put it in a simple pan at four hundred degrees in the oven. Salt and pepper the top. Uh, maybe some thyme leaves, fresh thyme leaves. You know, kind of dripped across the top there, and stick it in the oven at four hundred and just you know, roast it till it's golden brown and delicious. And I, I just, you know, I've found that that chicken is now my favorite, just hands down. You, I, I don't definitely the best. I just, I mean, I don't even understand it in school. They kept telling us you got to do, you got to impart flavor, punch flavor, brine the thing, you know, uh, herbs and, you know, butter and salt and pepper and make a, make a sachet, right. And fill it full of, you know, uh, uh, leeks and thyme and black peppercorns and ah, 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 they're just, they went, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't agree. I, after learning this Thomas Keller chicken method, I just simply don't understand why anybody would do anything different. It's just, you're just taking the natural taste of the chicken that's going to be juicy and delicious by itself and then leaving it in the skin, which then uh, kind of seals it up and, and captures all that juice in the meat. And then uh, you get to have that crispy, salty chicken skin at the end to go along with it it's almost like it, it, to me it's almost like um nori you know that, that nori the wraps the, the 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 seaweed wrap it's almost crisp like that but it's it's chicken skin and it god it just when you, the, the cooking process renders out all the fat from the skin so it's kind of crispy and chickeny i don't know 
It doesn't taste like, you know, if you want your chicken to taste like an onion, then, then put onions in it and on garlic and butter and salt. But no, I want my chicken to taste like chicken. You know what I mean? And uh, this is it. This is what you want to do. So if you, if you are a fan of chicken, like most people are, watch, make sure you watch that, uh, that Techniques episode of No Reservations. I don't know what season it was, but if you go to like Hulu or Netflix, wherever that, you know, it's, I think it's Hulu. Is it, isn't it Hulu? The one that yeah, we watched the that show. No Reservations is Hulu. Uh, I think it's Hulu. Uh, go go there. Yeah. Watch the No Reservations show. I think it's episode number of 11 on one of the seasons, and it's called the Techniques episode. And during this episode, I've, I've spoken about it before. During this episode, uh, Anthony, Mr. Bourdain, uh, has some of his you know very influential, famous uh, chef friends make American food, make uh, food that we all know and love. You know, how to make the, the perfect French fry. How to make the, well, which is French. I mean, I don't know, is it French? Hmm. Uh, Freedom Fry, for all I know. Um, how to make the best hamburger, which is oddly enough uh, made in this episode by a, a French chef. Um, Scott Conant is, a, he's an American, but he's um, from, back, from back east and he's, uh, I think he's Italian. So he made the, you know, the marinara, the tomato sauce. Uh, let's see, what else? They made Buff Bourguignon. That was uh, Anthony Bourdain's uh, food for that particular episode. And there was, what was one of my favorite? Thomas Keller. Thomas Keller did the uh, perfect roasted chicken. I just can go on and on about it. I don't even know why it's so good. I don't. It's chicken. Chicken and salt and pepper. Why does it taste the best chicken I've ever had? I don't know, but I mean, it does. It does. I mean, I used to, when the kids were little, I, they used to love that roasted rotisserie from Costco, right? And I did too, because, you know, it's self-based you know, it's basting itself as it's, as it's turning and turning and turning, and it, it comes out juicy and good, but it does have a particular flavor. There's a flavor that is signature to that chicken, and it doesn't necessarily taste like a chicken. You know what I mean? Like you, They're imparting other seasoning into it, and it's good. But if you want to taste chicken, you know, you want, you want the chicken to, to shine, right? You want this this thing. It's just... It's just no. It's it's literally he, uh, Thomas Keller in this episode. He takes a, a simple uh, uh, what is it a all clad right or a stainless steel you know saute pan okay and he just takes the, the bare chicken with the skin right and he stick it he he uh, trusses it you know he ties it up with uh, the uh, chef twine right and then this is after seasoning in the cavity he ties the legs back. And then he salts and peppers the top of it, which then, oddly enough, I think it, I think it actually contributes to it being so crisp on top because, you know, it's, it's exposed to the oven, but also the salt is a desiccant, right? So it, it sucks out the moisture. And I think that's why on top of that, that skin is so crispy. If you look at it, I have some pictures on the Instagram and you'll see the chicken. It literally looks like leather. It's just the skin looks like leather. But underneath that skin, that's so crisp and tasty because it's so flavorful, that skin. Underneath there is tender, beautiful breast meat, and the everything is just juicy and lovely. So, and it can go with anything. So, so to get back to the pizza, uh, we took that Thomas Keller chicken and we and we shredded it up over the top of that that baboli with that uh, that that ragu sauce, the dollar ninety nine ragu special, and then the mozzarella, a little bit of grated parm that we had in the fridge. Again, just going into the fridge and pulling out these leftovers, and then uh, a little purple onion. Oh, speaking of which, we didn't use marinara on that one. We actually uh, had to make our own barbecue sauce yeah. at home because we didn't have any in the cupboard. A while back, uh, one of the fridges in the house uh, died, 
and uh, it got so rank in there. Uh, uh, v went in there and just she just, psh, just she everything she away. scorched earth right. So I go in there. Hey, do we have any of the four or five bottled sauces that we had in there? Uh, a sweet baby Ray. Uh, what's another one? Phil's. Phil's barbecue. Uh, we had we had a couple, three of them. And and I went. Uh, I'm sure we have some sauce in the house. It's silly. We, no, you threw away the barbecue. Barbecue sauce doesn't go bad. It actually can stay in the cupboard. So uh, once it's refrigerated, I don't know. It doesn't. It I just I just figured there would be some, you know, I don't know, some wayward sauce left in the back of a cupboard that we could you know use. But no, we we didn't luck out. So we had to make our own. And we just you know the found a recipe online. Used some ketchup, uh, Worcestershire, a uh, little brown sugar, a little honey. Uh, just you know went on little little garlic powder if I recall correctly, black pepper. Uh, we no, just we just added that part. We just yeah. added a bunch of and stuff the, uh, into a pot. Hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, a little hot sauce, right? What was that? What was it? Uh, Frank's or Red I don't know. Hot. Red hot. <laughs> but you know we just kept uh, uh, messing with it until it tasted like something, and then it actually was really good. So we'll probably have some of that sauce on the day of the of the smoke for the pig. We'll probably have it there, along with the the uh, Rodney Scott ketchup sauce and the mustard sauce and the uh, the citrus brine, or not brine rather, but the mop. And uh, you know we're gonna do all the sides. It's just gonna be a marvelous day. So that is kind of like the uh, the barbecue update. You know that's where we're we're kind of cul- it's all gonna culminate into uh, this day. You know, and then uh, I'm going to use all of my equipment that I got. I'm going to use that uh, Sea Island Forge to, uh, you know, do all of my sides. I'm going to do beans on there. I'm going to, I'm going to, by the way, it's been really fun. The other day I posted a picture. I was alone here on, it was on Easter and I was here by myself and, you know, of course I have my standard issue meal, you know, the meal that I really, you know, I don't know. It, this is my this is the, my cheat meal. You know, if I if I have a cheat meal, this is it. I like a ribeye. I like chimichurri. I like some sort of potato product. I like uh, a green, usually kale salad. You know, the one from True Food with the lemon and the you know uh, red chili flakes and black pepper. You know that one, super simple but delicious. And then, uh, you know, a, a kettle one martini. You know, I don't know. You know, a cigar. Come on, it's my day. I do what I want. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's what I did, and I used the Sea Island Forge, and it, and I, all I did, I said, check that, check that. I had bought a, uh, I made a little fire pit in the backyard, and I was going to be over there, and the fire, the Sea Island Forge was over here on the other side of the house, but I wanted to be in the backyard this night, right? So I was right outside the kitchen, had the music playing, I had a, had my uh, had my seventies uh, uh, music jam with including like Cool and the Gang, and I don't know, I had uh, I had a lot of p- different mixture. The seventies mixture was playing on the radio, and. Uh, I opened the windows. It was a nice, uh, beautiful sunset. I had a little uh, fire. We have oak trees on the property, and then some one of them fell down. The neighbor came and helped me uh, cut it up in a million pieces. And uh, I've been loving cooking from wood from the, our house, you know. And I don't. Need, I used to use charcoal a lot. Charcoal sometimes a gas a propane uh, barbecue. I don't think there's any need for that. And not only do I think there's no need to do that, I think there's the best way to cook anything is just you know put make a little fire pit out of some rocks, find some a local hardwood. I don't know. I've never tried citrus wood. A lot. It's very oily. I don't know if that'd be good for barbecuing. Uh, what else? I I think I think the hardwood's like uh you know like I said maple uh, uh no is it maple? See maple? Could you use maple? Hmm. That's kind of it. Would be very sweet. Um, but the uh, oak is my my again my favorite. 
I think any of those hardwoods that you can find and use them that don't impart, they don't offer any effort, like oils, uh, that kind of really strong, uh, what is it, pine? Pine would be bad, I think. Um, but, you know, something that's going to give off a clean burn flavor like oak is my preferred one. And now I just, I just start a fire. I just, I have a grill. I move the grill. I had this pole that I popped into the ground there with a little hammer and it, I set my grill up next to the backyard there with you know, a couple stones around through it. I, I chopped a little hardwood, the, the oak that I found in the yard and uh, chopped up, made a little fire. And I was here in the backyard. I was living like a, like a, like some kind of caveman. You know what I mean? All I needed was a, a wall to paint and I would be painting like, you know, pictures of uh, chickens or something on the wall. It would be like, you know, have a cave painting, you know? So, but it felt so good. I felt like the, like the guy from uh, Dancers of the Wolves out there, you know, dancing next to the fire, you know, with my stick in the air, you know, it just, whew, it was going to be a night. Right. And so, um, no, but that, that is the kind of cooking I like. I've come to really appreciate uh, just, you know, starting a fire with some good wood and uh, putting your grill over there and some, you know, get your pot on there or put your steak. I think it's just simple and delicious. I don't think you need a, a real big barbecue. I, I, my ideas about uh, barbecuing and a uh, method for smoking have completely changed in this process. I really thought that the only way to do it was in a, you know, the cast iron kettle or maybe the green egg or maybe, you know, they sell you these, these things where you say, oh, you should try this. Is, this is the better way to do it. I don't know that there is. I think if you have, if you can get the, it hot enough, and oftentimes for smoking, you don't need anything very hot. You need it to be low and slow. You know, a 220 degrees, uh, your meat, let it render, just smoke it long enough to where it just, you know, parts flavor, it creates the, uh, the smoke ring, the bark, and then uh, cooks the meat, you know, and renders the, the tendon meat, the fat and all that, makes it all nice and soft. I don't think you need something very particular. I don't think you need a thousand dollar grill to do it. Um, but you know, may, you know, maybe if you can tell me something that's, you know, fancy dance, if it's better, let me know. I love, I love the convenience of the Traeger. Absolutely. It's a gorgeous thing, but you know what? Something about the idea that you take uh, the Rodney Scott style or the Tootsie Marinette style, where you're uh, taking the whole, you know, charred wood and you're burning it down to coals and then you're shoveling those coals into a cavity in the, uh, in the way of the, uh, the Sea Island Forge, which has a dome, and then you move, you, you can adjust the height of the grill to you know, move it closer or farther away from the heat, and you can uh, control all of it. It's a bit more work. Don't get me wrong; it's a bit more work. But I think the results are very, very unique too. Very different from the Traeger, is my experience. I mean, my limited experience. Um, you know, because the uh, Traeger is, is constantly feeding that that smoke it's constantly goes 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 but this other method where you're burning the coals and having to shovel them in there you're having to regulate that heat you're monitoring the heat you're monitoring the smoke it's it's very very involved but you know what i did love the results so i don't know but it's, it, this has been a fun process you know it's been real fun kind of you know learning about how to do it and how, you know what i need how to uh, that you don't need much you don't need much in the way of a uh, setup you know, I, my, my setup is pretty dumb. It's actually a, a couple of stones. I have some cinder blocks. I have a little, I put some gravel down and, uh, I, you know, you put the wood in there, you, you start a little fire, you burn the, the, the wood down, you keep throwing logs in, it burns them down. You shovel those hot, hot burning embers into the, the sea island forge or whatever. And, uh, I'll do the same thing when I do the, uh, pig, you know, I'm going to burn all the wood in this big thing, take the coals out, throw it under the, under the shoulders and then the, and the hams. And uh, we'll see what happens. Wait until it's done. You know, as a matter of fact, I, I'm watching that method again. 
I don't know if you watch. Do you ever watch that episode of the uh, uh, what is it called? The grill, the chef's table barbecue with uh, Rodney. Did you watch that? Yeah, I watched that with you. You know what he he talks about? Uh, I, what I'm looking for most about this, and I've come to some kind of creepy understanding about myself, is that um, something about the skin of a pig or skin of a uh, chicken or whatever. When when it renders out and you get that, it's the crisp. I think it's strange because the flavor is so intense on those things. You know, like uh, the other day I was, we uh, did a salmon. We did some salmon. Uh, uh, I did a panko uh, mm-hmm. salmon air fry. Right. And I, it turned into kind of like a tonkatsu style salmon sticks. And we made our own uh, uh, tonkatsu sauce, which turned out to be very similar to a regular barbecue sauce because they again start with ketchup oddly enough and i'm thinking to myself ketchup in japan <laughs> i mean maybe i don't know but uh, uh tomato ketchup then you add your worcestershire and then you add the uh, your sweetener honey sugar whatever you're gonna do and then do you put vinegar in that uh in the tonkatsu because you do in the barbecue you know i think you might i don't know i don't recall now hmm that could be the separator Right there. Mm-hmm. But they were very close. They were very close. And as a matter of fact, we're going to find out. Uh, someone's going to say, you guys are so dumb. Did you not know that tonkatsu means barbecue in Japanese? <laughs> and are we going to be, are we gonna, are we gonna be like, <laughs> we're like, ah, oh, oh, no, no, I didn't know that. Know. No, I didn't know that. So, um, yeah. But um, very similar at the beginning of that well, sauce. I, for ever. I've never liked skin of anything. One, it's just the thought of it is yeah. disgusting to me. I, you know what's really funny? I don't understand how that's possible. Well, I'm telling you. What, what, what I'm saying explain. is what I'm saying though is possible is let that let me explain. It is it is literally the biggest organ of the animal is the care, skin. But you, you let me explain. Uh, ahead, no, please. It's disgusting to me because, you know, it just the thought of it is is wrong. So then but when the thought somebody of eating the whole it, animal is not when someone make oh yeah, parts of the <laughs> eating that parts of that animal I won't eat. No, but I'm saying but, you're eating uh, you're eating an animal as it is. I mean, isn't that enough gross in your mind? I guess not. No, See, but you're you're not. fine like killing it's, But here's the thing, I'm going to try to explain to you. Okay, go ahead. It's because whenever somebody would make whatever the the, the meat is yeah. and the skin's there it's never cooked enough. So it's oh. always, always rubbery, always chewy, yeah. always, you know, yeah. disgusting, full of fat. Like, it's just gross. So why think, would I want to eat that? That I, is disgusting. Am I, is it my imagination or did I switch your mind here? You, I'm trying to tell you if you'd okay, let me. go ahead, go ahead. So up until... Proceed. You, up until you made chicken wings, right? You took your... You finally yeah. made that because I would... I. You've known my entire life. I've never wanted to eat chicken wings because it's all full of skin. It's like, well, why would I want to eat this? And most of the time it's been rubbery or chewy or, you know, some may be better than others, but for the most part, hate it and refuse that, that's to eat a, it. That's true, isn't it? My whole life with you. Yeah. yeah, never. And so you made it and you made it very crispy. As a matter of fact, we went to a place in Culver City that made it. Yes. And you told me. It's good because they didn't put the sauce on the thing. Yes. They had the sauce on the side yeah. and they had those chicken wings and they yeah. were super crispy. And you said, try it. And mm-hmm. I tried it. I was like, oh, this tastes totally different than yeah. all the other ones I eat, which are yeah. totally smothered in, in sauce. You know what? So I- when you smother them in sm- sauce, they're no longer crispy and chewy or, you know, or crispy. So I, I never gonna, wanted it. I'm going to have to, uh, uh, you know, uh, attribute all of this to an experience I had. In about 1990, that started my chicken wing fantasy. Um, I used to go to my my old coach in, at high school. His name was Rahim. 
and he was a Olympic champion, uh, a wrestler, and he was my high school wrestling coach. But you don't mean he's an actual champion. He just no, he was an Olympic champion. He was uh, what did he yeah, win? what gold uh, medal? Uh, yeah, I think he won the gold in like uh, the seventies as a. Uh, he was from I think he was from Israel or from Middle East, Middle East. Anyways, he um, opened a bar in Culver City. Well, no, is it Culver City? It might be Culver City or it might be no, Venice. That's Venice. It was called Sports Harbor mm-hmm. on um, on Washington on Washington Boulevard at Lincoln. Yeah, and he, um, I, I just realized, I found out recently that I saw a Facebook posting. He passed away, oh. so rest in peace. But um, he uh, had that bar, and I used to go. A friend of mine, uh, you and I, used to go there often. And we went in there one time, and uh, my buddy says, hey, you want some wings? I'm like, no, I don't really care for wings. And he says, oh, no, no, you're going to try something different. And I was like, okay. And he says, uh, I tell them to grill them. Now, I don't know if it was his idea to grill them, or uh, it was the bar. It was Sports Harbor's uh, uh, invention, but uh, he had them grill them. And then, of course, he didn't bring, he brought the sauce on the side. So I I didn't remember this until this very moment when you suggested this, but the... um, yeah, that was the first time I ever really liked the, uh, the the wings. And I didn't really realize why I, I did like them so much more than the other ones. But it, it was like, you're absolutely correct. When the skin, chicken skin can be spongy and kind of... Uh, Rubbery. Uh, no, not rubber. Chewy. It's, it's, it's can be chewy and it can be... Uh, uh, gelatinous and disgusting yes. mm-hmm. right but when you when you grill them uh as much like when i bake them if you bake them if you do it long enough right it actually takes the fat from the skin that makes it gelatinous and, and slimy kind of and it uh cooks it out and it co- renders it into the meat so the fat from the skin is going into the meat with the juice and all that and the flavor Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but if I if I thought about it, that's kind of where it began for me, and I'm not never really again was a uh, wing fan until we went to that spot in uh, Culver City again. Right. It was on uh, what was that called there? Do you recall? No. It was a yes, place. It's called something public. Um, public market. No, it's almost public like school. Like public school. Yeah. One hundred and one. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's in Culver City. We went to the bar. We had these uh, very very delicious wings. And I just thinking to myself, boy, that's how I want a wing to be. Right. I mean, that's well, how. that when you let me taste it, I was like, oh, this is not normal. This is not what I'm used to. No. So I actually liked it. And you're like, oh, I'm going to try this at home. Yeah. And and once you did and you yeah. made yours, your, yours is the best. I, I mean, I, for well, I me, know. it's been unbelievably delicious. I think anytime anything that's the best, it's usually the best because it's right here, right now. No. No. You know what I mean? No. I've had wings, you know, people have always tried to give me wings wherever we've gone out or whatever. I, I hate them. I hate them until I tried that one well, where it didn't have the sauce all over it. See, that, that's and, another thing. You know, I, I, I spoke about this before. I think you and I kind of are like Meg Ryan from uh, an old movie called, uh, what's it called? Harry Met Sally? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're like Meg Ryan in we're that high movie. maintenance and we want you, everything you know, on the side. Yeah. On the side. And, and if you watch, if you haven't seen the movie, watch the movie because uh, there's a scene where Meg Ryan is, uh, her character in the movie, is very particular. And everything, every time she orders food in the movie, it's everything has to be, you know, heated, but, you know, on the side and da-da-da. Right. So uh, we, we've become those people. And when not I, that bad. When, no, no, not quite that bad. But when we go, I am definitely, I like to be in control of the amount of, uh, sauce. I never like to be committed to anything, you know, even if it's something ridiculously good. I like to know every bite that I take. If there's pasta, if there's chicken, if there's some kind of meat, if there's a very pungent sauce, I want to be in control. And yeah. so when you 
uh, bring me a bowl of, of sauce. I mean, they look very nice, by the way. Oftentimes, they look very nice. You, you get these wings and you toss them in a bowl yeah. before you plate them. They are all glossy, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And they're all just sopping in this sauce. It looks mm-hmm. very, very good to the eye. But you know, when it comes down to it, it's all over your fingers. You're covered in sauce. And by the time you bite into it, since it's all you know smothered in this, yeah. then the skin is no longer crispy yeah. and delicious. You, you lose it's all disgusting. that 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 crispness. Mm-hmm. And also, um, if you don't really say you don't love the sauce as much as the chef did, right, right, then you're stuck. You're committed to right. that. And, and well, let's say there was some like a flavor that put you off. You know, oh, this kind of has a little bit of a black licorice flavor. Okay. And then all of a sudden, you're like, ah. <laughs> You know, I mean, everything was great. The the, the tenderness of the meat, a uh, little sweetness, a little smoke. Oh, mm-hmm. the, the the back end. Mm-hmm. It's black licorice. You're like, yeah. oh, forget them. <laughs> but see, that's the thing. When you get the wings and someone's done it, the wing well. Right. I don't even, like I said, this is almost like the Thomas Keller chicken. Well, you know? I was about to say it to you. Yeah. So when the same thing, you know, obviously had chicken my entire life. Never, yeah. ever ate the skin. I've always pulled the skin off yeah. of it, no matter yeah. what. I right. refuse to eat the skin. Yeah. Okay. Then I had the Thomas Keller chicken. Yeah. Oh. oh. Never in my life yeah. had I imagined that I would eat chicken because I yeah. didn't. I hate it. Chicken skin, you mean? Chicken skin. Yeah. And once you gave me that, and you're like, no, 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 you got to try this, and. It came out because when you bring it out of the oven, it, it looks beautiful. You it's know, just this brown. Yeah. Perfect. The, it yeah. looks perfect in pictures. It, it does. It, it looks like when you see in the in movies or in magazines and stuff like that, where you're always like, you, you see a turkey come out of an oven and it's always browned. And it's, but when you make it at home, yeah. it never looks that yeah. brown and yeah. never looks that good. It yeah. just doesn't. Yeah. Same thing with chicken. You wake it at home and it's like, it doesn't look quite that good. Well, these. This chicken looks good. When it comes out, it's crispy, it's brown, it's beautiful. This Thomas Keller chicken is to me the Brad Pitt of chickens. Yes, it absolutely. Is. So it when is. I when I you said here try this, I was like, okay, I'm gonna try it because you know. Right. So I tried it, and I was like, geez, you know, I can't cuss, but yeah. yeah, I was shocked. I was like, oh my god, yeah. I actually yeah. now like chickens. Yeah. And what the yeah. hell is happening to me? And 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 I think I was saying this before, but I, I got in a different direction. But I, I ate salmon skin that I that I used in the air fryer the other day. Yeah. A years ago, I saw somebody make a fantastic uh, uh, salmon kind of uh, uh, appetizer, and they took the after they you know they uh, cleaned the the fish. There was still some meat on the on the skin itself, so they took the whole thing and then they. Um, they took a spoon and scraped the remaining meat off the skin, which had kind of the had some of the sinew and it had some of the the uh, little bit of fat between the meat and the skin. And it they took that and they scraped it into a bowl. Probably had a cup of the meat, and then they added all their seasonings and their uh, herbs and whatever. And then they added some salmon roe into it, mm-hmm. and then uh, they stirred it. And then they took the skin, the little, and they cut them into like uh, two by two. You know, chunks, and it was like a chip, and they fried them off in the oil, and then they served the chips oh, wow. on the side of this salmon app. Oh, that sounds good. And it it just it blew my mind. So I had we had the salmon, we made the the um, tonkatsu salmon, and then I took the skin, I stuck it, chopped it in chunks, I stuck it in the air fryer, and I didn't season them at all. And it just, I was thinking to myself, God, there's so many options here. Mm-hmm. I don't oftentimes have, you know, salmon skin just laying about, but I happened on this one occasion. And now I've come to the realization that 
most of the flavor that I like is in the skin yeah. in some way or another, <laughs> you know? Uh, so I'm a and big... And you used to, I mean, when we were going to sushi restaurants when we first started out, you loved salmon skin. Like you would always get salmon skin, you know, hand rolls and stuff. You liked that salt. And I didn't like it because yeah. it was a little too salty, yeah. too much for me. I couldn't handle the salt. But you always loved it. I right? just... Because you thought it had so much flavor. It definitely had a lot of flavor, but also it was a nice uh, change in the middle of your meal. Mm. Because, you know, everything is so uh, soft. The fish is so soft. You know, these delicate sauces and you have the the soft uh, moist rice and then you have a sip of you know sake or something and then if you want because because when you get the salmon skin hand roll you're getting all that beautiful meat inside there but then you're getting the what's that meat, those little, the microgreens you know the, the the fish fish you know protein mm-hmm. you get all that in there and you get the, the bitter herbs and everything and the sauce and then to have that big crisp bold flavor of the ocean you know it's such a nice contrast and it was just nice in the middle of the meal so yeah i don't know i mean that yeah you i know you loved it i was like ah you're like try it it's okay and i'm like "Mm -mm, it's just so salty and i think it was maybe too because when you put soy sauce soy sauce itself is tremendously salty yeah so it was just too much for me no i totally understand until we went and had it um had that salmon skin salad Oh, now see another one. Again, I got turned. You're nuts. I was like, Jesus, why have I not had this before? Yeah. So, um, at Mika, Mika, yes. Shout out to Mika. The difference being the balance. It was not so salty because I had it on. You know, it was a salad. It was mixed in with these all these greens. Dressing and the and the dressing has had a sweetness to it. It has a citrus flavor, doesn't it? Yeah, like I don't know, but it was like and a sweetness to it, right? Like the like a rice wine vinegar. Who knows? But it had that with the salt. So. The balance was right yeah. for me. Yeah. So now I love it, but I, w- I still won't eat salmon skin rolls. Those are just not. My, yeah, it's not your thing. No. But you know what? I, I yeah, I totally understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good uh, crisp uh, uh, skin, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm looking forward to having that whole pig. Now this is what was the magic to me. And mind you, I I still haven't been turned. I have not been turned as far as like liking pig skin. No, that well, is not my yeah, thing. Yeah, I, so I mean we'll see. <laughs> but I'm just I'm thinking to myself. This is what I'm thinking. I'm seeing. I'm just going to render the fat skin, the fat from the skin, like mm-hmm. the chicken. Okay, mm-hmm. and the whole process starts when you lay the animal on its face. So you're putting the rub on. You have they have the coals down below. You have you're putting these uh, corrugated steel sheets over the top. You so the animal's laying f- open face yeah. down right. with the with the rub all in there, mm-hmm. and then the the skin from the heat is rendering you know as it cooks in that container, mm-hmm. and it's starting to penetrate the meat. Now half six hours in, you flip it over, so now it's face up. Mm-hmm. So now the skin is crisping on the bottom, and right. it's becoming like a it's becoming like a container. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, the um, the fat and everything that's the, from the belly now because it's splayed out. Right? right. So the belly is now p- a part of this meat. So the, where's the most of the, the, the delicious fat on the animal, on the belly? Wow. It's on the belly. It's on the belly, but it's on the skin, right? The, well, no, what I'm saying, though, is that when bacon comes from the belly. So bacon is a lot of fat in it. So mm-hmm. when you have that that sitting up now, yeah. that skin from the bottom, the heat is now crisping the skin, mm-hmm. thus turning it into a vessel, yeah. right? Yeah. And then all the fats and the flavors are rendering and cooking in. And then during the process, according to the Rodney Scott method, you, you're getting a little knife. And you're cutting into areas of the ham and on the shoulder that to don't let that juice to let the the seasoning in, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, and then the skin is crisping and crisping. When you're done, I'm imagining that skin being uh, like 
like pig candy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I mean, I'm that one I'm willing to try. Yeah. Because here's the crazy part. I mean, I don't know what a chicharron, right? Chicharron. Yeah. It's got yeah. skin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And but they're airy and light and puffy. What, what, so right. what's the difference? How is that? I possible? honestly yeah. couldn't tell. Well, I, I have to imagine if I'm imagining, I have to imagine that with all the, the moisture from the meat and all the fat that's that's still hanging in there, I think what happens is when you put the, um, like what happened, exa- oh, I'll tell you what happened. The other day, when, when I did the salmon in the air fryer, the salmon skin started out like you imagine. You've seen it. It's just skin, right? Mm-hmm. But when it, when it went into the fryer, it actually showed that it was many, many layers. It actually puffed, a few of them puffed up. Oh. You know what I mean? Almost like a croissant. It was like there was it kind of bubbled up and there was like crisp, really thin, crisp layers. Mm-hmm. So I think if you can keep them flat, that's where the magic is. But um, anyways, that I imagine is very much like the pigskin. I've seen pigskin on chicharron, like the, the the real ones with the meat attached. Yeah. You go into the to the store and they have those big thick ones yeah. where there's all this. You know, I've seen that and uh, it, it it it's very crisp in certain right. parts, almost like to me like a candied apple. You know, the red yeah. candied apple, mm-hmm. it's it's got that same crisp consistency. And uh, that's, I think, imag- imagining when we do the pig, that's how it's going to be. But at the end of this, the magic, of, I think, of the whole method is that you're taking this animal with all these various uh, flavors from the whole animal. Like you have a different flavor on the ham, a different flavor on the shoulder, different on the flavor on the belly. And then you're taking all that combined dark meat, light meat, and you're pulling it together with all the connective parts and the skin and the and the, uh, the fat. <laughs> I'm drooling just thinking about it. That's how that's what that's what my thought is. It's just I'm just and then you're 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 imparting all that vinegary, that South Carolina vinegar with the citrus and the the paprika and the cayenne and all that. Ugh. I'm just I can't wait. I just can't. I, I'm I'm really going to, and I think I'm going to bake some brioche buns or find some yeah. uh, for that day because I'm th- I'm imagining a brioche bun toasted on the on the the grill and then uh, taking some you know the, the homemade sauce that we just made mm-hmm. and taking that and if if need be because I've heard that they don't use a lot of barbecue sauce in South well, Carolina. If you have really great meat, you don't you don't need, need that. it. But I'm imagining I'm imagining. Pickles, homemade uh, pickle yes, wagon pickles. That's right. I'm imagining pickled uh, uh, pickled red uh, red onion. Red onion. I'm thinking um, I'm thinking pickled white onion. I'm thinking I'm just thinking a lot of pickled stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking there's going to be some uh, like uh, Rodney has a mustard sauce, which is a vinegar based mustard sauce. Uh, he's got a ketchup based mustard sauce. Uh, sorry, ketchup based <laughs> ketchup based sauce. He's got the uh, the cayenne, a paprika, citrus mop. That is imparting that acid. Um, so you, to counterpart that, all that acidity and all that fat, you want to have something fresh, like a good coleslaw or good, you know, the beans. You want to have all those rich, lustrous flavors with it. Mac and cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe, well, what should we drink that day? Cold beers in the afternoon. Cold beers to wash all that, guzzle that down. You got to think about what that's. Oh, you know what? I know what I want. What? Hit a Chino nest. Well, that's not going to match I, that. Oh, why not? It's very Asian. Uh, well, it is an Asian. It's a Japanese IPA. I'm not saying... I'm just saying, though... It goes so good with sushi. I don't I, know. Oh, boy. I think you missed the plot here. That is... It's such a beautiful, clean, finishing IPA. And it's just going to go down with anything. I don't think you can limit it 
to Japanese to food. With, we're gonna have to come up with a, a cocktail, some sort of bourbon cocktail. Okay, that's your job. You your your job is to come up with the uh, we're gonna call it the grub enthusiast barbecue uh, cocktail of the day. Yeah, and you know what? I'm, when you said that, I recall uh, you loving so much those uh, purple martinis that you had once with Sunday, with my sister Sunday. You went, oh, we made like blackberry. Was it lavender? Ones? Oh, it was blackberry. Black, oh, I did. It was there. I've had like blackberry black, lavender. Yeah, something. I, I, ooh, I don't remember anymore. I gotta f- remember. Ooh, blackberry lavender. I don't. Even, it was you know blackberry. What? I know. And then I've had one with. I don't know. I've I don't made different ones. I, I think you could infuse that vodka very easily. Actually, you take some lavender and just put it in a bottle of the bottle of vodka, and it would it would impart some of that lavender flavor. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, ooh, you can get tricky, tricky. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm loving that. So there, it needs to be a. Oh wait, wait. This is a this is a barbecue smoke party. I know. Party. See, I, I said it. I said it myself. Party. Stop it. Yeah. How many people does it actually have to take to make a party? I don't know. Can you have a party with five people? I, yeah. So I think so. Well, there's four of us here just now. <laughs> well, two dogs. So that's six. Um. So I'm. It's a party. It's gonna be a party. Well. So yeah, but I'm thinking. I was still thinking something different, like not vodka, even though I love vodka. Okay, well, then I, I already know what I want. I know what I want. Me, for me, I want something with whiskey. In well, fact, yeah, that's what I'm in fact, for. whiskey bourbon. In fact, I think what I shall do for this occasion, I shall give my get myself a bottle of 10-year-old Talisker. Yes. Even though they're god-awful expensive now. Oh, eh. no, 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 they are. I, I called around on my day alone. Yeah. I was planning. On getting myself a bottle of Talisker, <laughs> I called. So how ar- much? I called around to ten places. Yeah, and the only place that had a price that seemed l- the least bit reasonable, w- at sixty-seven dollars, um, was this place in Temecula. But I just wasn't willing to drive. No. And so the other place, every place else in town, had it for eighty or eighty-two or eighty-four dollars. Wow, that's yeah, because I yeah. can get it at, for sixty. I think 60 or somewhere between 60 and 65 Gosh, in LA. It. I was just in Temecula yesterday. <laughs> Stupid. 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 Okay. Anyways. Uh, yeah. No, that, that's going to be my drink of the day. My drink of the day shall be, and I'm going to declare this now. Talisker, if you're listening, okay, um, I could be your ultimate brand ambassador. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will go. I will learn how to surf. With a whiskey in my hand. I will learn how to ride a horse with a glass of Talisker in my hand. <laughs> I will learn how to ride a motor... Well, I can't ride a motorcycle. You can Talisker. ride a motorcycle. I can, no, but I can't ride a motorcycle whilst drinking Talisker. Uh, but I can... Not legally. No. And, um, but I will. I will, be your ta- I will be the Talisker brand ambassador. I will have shirts made with Talisker. <laughs> I, just keep, me, keep my, my cupboard stocked. Full of the beautiful, wonderful. Did I mention Talisker is my favorite whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I'll, I will be your best brand ambassador. I will go around the countryside. Be your best friend. I will go around the countryside, uh, 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 extolling the virtues of the one and only Talisker ten-year-old whiskey. So, if the, if the powers that be, Talisker, if you're listening, I don't think you are, but if you are. Talisker, anybody that knows somebody at Talisker, let them know that I am available from brass for uh, for uh, a Talisker brand ambassadorship. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be, I literally would be your number one guy. So um, anyways, but you know, also want to shout out to uh, Meter. 
Yeah, Meter makes a, oh. a fantastic thermometer, mm-hmm. and uh, I uh, was contacted by them, and they are going to send me one for use to use on the pig. So I'm looking so forward to that, and I want to thank them for that. So uh, I'm looking forward to getting it, and I will post online when I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? There's going to be another update. Uh, this is, what are we, a month away? Yeah, we're about a month away now. And... Um, I'm going to have to you know, keep moving and, and probably posting pictures of what I'm on the preparations and so forth. Uh, but there'll be another show between now and then. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so this is the barbecue update uh, one. And you know what? Or was it two? You, Might be two. Um, you didn't mention, though, that you have something coming up next week. What's that? Oh. You can, you can talk about that next week, next week I guess. Next week? It's not, what's next week? You told me. You told me. Doctor's I, appointment? I, I cleared my calendar for... What day? Tuesday. Oh, yes. I, I have a guest coming on next week, and I'm looking forward to that. I can't mention it yet, but I will in the next show uh, or, or so. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm going to go to a farm down in San Diego, and they have their meat uh, producers, and I'm going to possibly go down there and have a combo, mm-hmm. a little combo, check out the facility. Uh, you know, have, we're going to talk about the, the breeding process, I imagine, and see the location, and uh, we'll mention it again. In further detail. Yeah, that sounds like fun. It it will be a hoot if it comes down. You know, it will be something that will be very very cool. Um, and we'll we'll talk about that further. But uh, you know, look, uh, thank you for listening to the uh, barbecue update. I hope that uh, you know, we hope we're bringing something to uh, your barbecue life, and uh, we'll continue to update you on what's happening with the uh, the the pool the the pulled pork whole pig barbecue that's easy to say and uh, we'll you know we'll keep plugging along so thanks for listening uh go out there uh barbecue eat something uh, try the chicken skin try that thomas keller chicken and let us know uh how much you love it because I, I just can't imagine you don't uh be nice to each other and we'll talk to you soon bye